Today on The Tappy Show, Disney Hostile Takeover gains even more support. Vivek on George Santos being expelled goes viral. Teachers Union contract says they can treat kids differently based on their race. Disney completes their purchase of Hulu. AT&T to partner with Ericsson for a wireless network. And Panera Bread is being blamed for yet another death from their Cafe Day Lemonade. All of that and much more on The Topic Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Guys, he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see. That's the joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, try to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of December. So if you click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Disney's check for Hulu clearing for $8.5 billion, giving Disney 100% control of Hulu. Now, this comes to us thanks to lightreading.com, and as well as instances where it's been heavily speculated this moment was going to come sooner rather than later, Disney, for the longest time, had owned two-thirds of the company, or also known as 66.66 repeating percentage points. Now... Comcast had had the remaining 33% for quite some time. And it looks like this is actually from Comcast President Mike Cavanaugh. He said, quote, We've collected an $8.5 billion check on Friday, December 1st. The check cleared. It's in the accounts, unquote. Which is also kind of funny to think that they sent $8.5 billion on an old-fashioned paper check. Which, some might argue, is more secure than sending it over the internet or the Wi-Fi Oh, not Wi-Fi, you know what I mean, in terms of online electronic transactions for finances. Plus, I can't imagine the fees. But nevertheless, sometimes check is a good way to go. Now, the only interesting part, I actually thought the company was going to be valued more in terms of the overall valuation of Hulu. A couple months ago, we actually were told that they estimated the transaction would go through for about $8 billion. And that was based on valuation of Hulu at the time. Now that Disney is able to bring that whole thing to 100% ownership... It'll be interesting to see how long they keep the applications separately and the user experience separately, or if at the end of the day, they just combine it all into Disney Plus streaming services, which someday may turn a profit. Allegedly. Maybe. Perhaps. They lost a couple of billion dollars on that initiative, and let's just say they've, they're they moving in the right direction in some regards with Disney Plus. The losses are beginning, I believe the last fiscal quarter said they lost about $400 million dollars which is an improvement from the billions they were losing on it. So they're slowly going in the right direction, but it'll be interesting to see with all the increased vigor about the boycotting Disney and them pissing off Elon and X by withdrawing their advertisement funds because, frankly, they just don't believe in free speech. It'll be interesting to see how much that throws a curveball into Disney Plus and maybe even makes it so that perhaps they never do make a profit. But as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting business news, you have AT&T to partner with Ericsson for wireless network deployment. Now, specifically, they note, this is thanks to Kara Reinhardt at LinkedIn, and they know that AT&T selected Ericsson to supply the equipment for the overhaul of its U.S. wireless network in a deal that could be could amount to $14 billion over five years. By 2026, AT&T is aiming to route 70% of its wireless traffic through open platforms, which will replace the proprietary equipment currently supplied by Nokia. They also noted that vendors will be able to compete to supply components for the network, 
Ericsson has committed to opening up its software interfaces, something companies have been reluctant to do as they guard their existing business in order to win the contract. Which is also a little fun little business note. Nokia is still a huge multinational corporation. They just don't make cell phones like they did back in my day where they were renowned and known for having some of the most durable cell phones on the planet. Now they make telecom infrastructure. Ericsson has been around for hundreds of years as well, Swedish-based, although a majority of their profits, I believe, do still come from North America. And again, people used to think they made cell phones, which they did with a partnership with Sony. That's why you had little flip phones with Sony Ericsson. And again, I'm perhaps dating myself. But it's an instance where a lot of the business that they do nowadays is all in the back-end logistics in terms of the corporate infrastructure. So it'll be interesting to see how this actually affects the consumer. As AT&T, like most of these telecom companies, including Verizon, They've been struggling in the past couple of years and their stock's not doing great, but it'll be interesting. Maybe this helps turn it around, maybe increases their service to the customers. But as I always say, time shall tell. Now going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Disney's hostile takeover gaining traction as Nelson puts against investments from Ancora Holdings. Now this as we have a few activist investors trying to basically save Disney by getting them out of politics, which Given all the information we have at hand, I don't think it's possible because for the past couple of years, Disney has fired all the traditional employees who didn't like politics and just want to make legendary works of art. And they kept the ones that are all activists. So even if you change out the board directors and CEO, you would really need to fire a near majority of all the remaining employees, like in the animation department and the writing department, to really turn the company around. It's going to be a, it'd be a massive effort. And I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying it seems improbable with the information we have now. Now, specifically, this comes to us thanks to the rap. They noted that Nelson Putz's fight for Disney board seats gets new ally investment firm and Cora Holdings. The boutique firm issued a public letter supporting the activist investors' efforts. Now, Nelson Putz, specifically, he and his holding company, I think it's Train, uh, yes, Train, they have about $2 billion of Disney stock at this moment, and they've been ramping up that and buying more and more shares in an effort to gain some seats on board directors to help shape the company, and in some cases, maybe in this case, get them out of politics and save the company, as Nelson Plus has done with other businesses in the past. Now, in terms of Ancora, they are a boutique investment firm which typically focuses on family wealth and asset management. They actually sent a letter to fellow Disney shareholders supporting Pelts and his firm, train fund management in their quest for access to the boardroom. And Cora actually noted from their CEO, Frederick DeSanto, said, quote, we believe Disney is saying the right things about restructuring and transforming the enterprise. Nonetheless, the addition of shareholder representative or investor designed designated directors to the board can help ensure that these efforts are carried out in the most effective way, unquote. Now, it looks like we also have a former Marvel executive pulling this up right here. This coming from Ike Peltmurter and his quote longstanding personal agenda against Disney CEO Bob Iger. Iger Peltmurter has joined the considerable stake in Disney stock about 25 million shares. Jeez Louise. Again, that's shares and their shares about $90 per share. So if you have 25 million shares, that's quite a lot of shares. And Triton's holdings about 8 million shares in the campaign to place Putz and his allies on the board. Peltz renewed his fight with Disney after the company quarterly results were released last month. 
After backing off in February, when Iger announced sweeping cuts of $3 billion, including 7,000 layoffs at Disney. They also know that, but despite a fourth quarter report that shows Disney gains in Disney Plus subscribers, revenue growth of 5% and earnings per share that top Wall Street expectations, pelts and trained found continued fault with Iger's leadership and the languishing Disney stock price, which precipitously continues to do not so great to say the least. Now it'll be interesting to see as they continue their fight to try to save Disney. I mean, Disney has said in a letter to the SEC during the filings that they find that their values are not aligning with the values of their consumers, AKA they're making crap no one wants. Now, will they continue to do that just for virtue signaling or some, some all, some activists, I guess, goal as the employees have become more activists than actual artists? It'll be interesting to see, and as I say, in terms of can Disney be saved, I would say the outlook is not so good. Other interesting cultural news, you have the teachers union saying that they could treat kids differently based on race in their new contract. Now, this is the same teachers unions that, oh yeah, student test scores for the ACT are the 32-year low, math, science, history, pretty much every test is just, all the students are performing terribly, and yet the teachers unions want more and more and more money. Presumably, so they could also not just, you know, line their own pockets, but also elect politicians, and those politicians give them more raises, and the circle of corruption continues again and again. Now, this came popular on Twitter. Someone by the name of I Meme, Therefore I Am tweeted a two-minute video from Fox News, and before the little clip that they say, they, this person by the name of I Meme says, quote, Jesse Walters, the Fourth Amendment is dead, unquote. Portland's Teachers Union put in a new contract that their students can their teachers can discipline white students differently than black students and black students differently than Hispanic students. If a teacher, I'm sorry, if a student is disruptive in class, the teacher must take into consideration the impact of issues related to the student's trauma, race, gender, identity, slash presentation, sexual orientation. And it's got about 894,000 views on the Twitter and 6,000 likes. So without further ado, I'll play the quick little clip from Fox News, which is somehow still in business, believe it or not. The 14th Amendment's dead. The Equal Protection Clause ensures that every American citizen is treated fairly and equally in the eyes of the law. Nor shall any state deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Now, the 14th Amendment was necessary during Reconstruction to make sure black Americans were treated equally. And the law has been interpreted to cover skin color, gender, religion, nationality, because society cannot function if laws apply to certain groups and not to others. And just like Democrats opposed ending slavery, today's left still insists on discriminating based on race. After a months long strike, Portland's teachers union hammered out a new contract and the contract says teachers can discipline white students differently than black students and black students differently than Hispanic students. So if a student is disruptive in class, the schools must, quote, take into consideration the impact of issues related to the student's trauma, race, gender identity, presentation, sexual orientation, disability, social, emotional learning, and restorative justice. So here's my advice to Portland students. If you get in trouble, come out of the closet. If you get into a fight, tell the dean you're transitioning. 
White students, good luck. Time to find the family tree. Maybe your grandpa had high cheekbones like Liz Warren's. That's not what I said, that's what she said. Otherwise, detention. This type of disciplinary inequality, you already see it in today's criminal justice system. Remember those Trantifa animals who laid siege to the federal courthouse in Portland? All those charges were dropped. When you have green hair and you identify as a rainbow, you are treated differently. Or if you're a migrant who gets popped for a DUI in San Francisco, no problemo. They don't deport. It's a sanctuary. You get special treatment. Or these BLMers who torched a Wendy's. That's not what they meant when they said flame broiled. You know, most of us consider that arson to 20-year felony. Nope. Probation. The fire was mostly peaceful. Obama started this in 2014. He threatened to investigate schools if black students were disciplined at a higher rate than whites. And he ignored the fact that the teachers disciplining the black students were very often also black. This attitude's wreaking havoc on the country. So-called authority figures feel uncomfortable doling out punishment. And so they let crimes and bad behavior go unpunished. And this creates big problems for all of us. So, as the youth would say, the 14th Amendment's dead. Again, I don't know why Elon thinks it's a. Some might call it a bug or a feature. I call it a bug. I don't know why the videos also all, they all seem to just instantly repeat on Twitter when you try to play them. Now, again, that got 894,000 views and 6,000 likes, and it is quite concerning when I mean the country was founded by you know treating everyone the same, no matter their race or their creed. And we're seeing more and more of evidence of that not being the case. Now, let's go to the comment section and see what people are saying. Someone by the name of Kim says, quote, I saw this disparity in discipline when I was a teacher. No child is held accountable for their actions. It's all about numbers. Your district doesn't look good if you have too many students of one race removed from the classroom. Everything is based on statistics. I loved teaching for the 23 years I did, but there's no way I would do that now, unquote. That person got 232 likes. Ms. Me says, quote, Native American students in Portland are five times more likely to be suspended or expelled than white students, and black students in Portland schools are 4.6 times more likely to be suspended or expelled in, than white students, unquote. Got 23 likes. Now, I mean, therefore, I am reply to that statement. And they say, quote, are they getting expelled more just because of their color, of their skin, or because of their bad behavior, unquote. They got 533 likes. Or as the youth might say, that person was ratioed, to say the least. Again, that person got 23 likes. I am mean, therefore I am responding at 533 likes. Denise Aguilera says, quote, people just need to pull their kids from the system. It's trash, unquote. They got 1,000 likes. Storm says, quote, sue, sue, sue. It's a violation of the constitutional rights, unquote. They got seven, 276 likes. Deaf, okay to be white, says, quote, racism at its core. We're reverting back to the early 1900s, unquote. Got 239 likes. I am three, says, quote, so basically they're going to judge what their life is like by the person... By the color of their skin, sounds straight up in your face racist. Unquote. Okay, 683 likes.
Charlotte A says, quote, white students should identify as black or Hispanic if identifying as a different gender is acknowledged, why not race, unquote. That got 157 likes. Steve Marklin says simply, quote, world gone mad, unquote, getting 100 likes. Be Happy says, quote, wow, why anyone has their kids in public schools still is beyond me, unquote, getting 92 likes. Slim Wiggy says, quote, White students identify as rainbow to get special treatment, and I don't think we talk enough about this. Tell kids they're bad for being white long enough. They're going to opt into the trans category, unquote, getting 92 likes. SP Unkillable says, quote, treating race like a disability is wild, unquote, getting 75 likes. Mike Russell for Atlanta says, quote, wrong. This must be challenged in court. Too many sacrificed too much for too long for society to sanction these blatant racism. Unquote, gaining 88 likes. And as I scroll through the comments more and more. Oh, Tom Condor gets A plus for not marketing, but good historical reference. He simply says, quote, some animals are more equal than others, unquote. Animal Farm, George Orwell. Getting nine likes and referencing one of the most brilliant books in history, Animal Farm by George Orwell, who also wrote 1984. Both very sad books and unfortunately all too realistic as our society seems to become more and more of a dystopia. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of lawsuits start to emerge from this because, again, it certainly sounds like it's against the 14th Amendment and they're quite literally treating people differently based on their race. I can't conceive a situation where that would be acceptable by the public. And yet the teachers union just leaned into it. They embraced it. They pushed for this. It's in their contract. So let me in the comments. Is this yet another reason? What was this make? Reason 9 million or 9,958,975,323 to get your kids out of public school? Do you think this would at all incentivize kids to go to public school now? If anything, I think it's going to continue to move the pendulum to having more and more teachers homeschool or more and more students homeschooled as parents start to realize many of these public schools are actually not a net asset to their kids, but actually it's actually a liability to many of them. But as I would say, time shall tell. Now going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Vivek on George Santos being expelled, going viral, getting one million views on the Twitter or as 18 people call it, the X. Let me know, anecdotally speaking, what do you call Elon's social media site when you're hanging out with your friends? Do you call it Twitter or do you call it X? I'd be fascinated to hear what you have to say and what the breakdown is. Now, Vivek got about 1 million views and 19,000 likes for this particular video. And without further ado, I'll play that really quick. Got some serious problems. This George Santos guy has some serious problems, and I'd live a good life if I never met the guy. Probably most of us would. But I think it's wrong that he was expelled without putting it to the voters or without running it through the court process. The judicial system determines the guilt. The guy's been indicted. Let that play itself out. Anybody since the Civil War who has been expelled, it's only been two people, both of them were convicted in a court of law before their fellow congressmen got them out. As ugly as politicians are, and I think many of their behaviors are god-awful ugly, some of them downright criminal, we have a system for dealing with who serves in Congress. It's this thing we call elections in our country. 
We have them every two years for Congress. There's another one next year, just like there was one last year. So if it has to be outside of that normal democratic process, it better darn well be a court of law that's found somebody guilty. Now that this guy has been expelled and he does seem like a pathological liar and everything else, if, if what's printed in the press is to be believed. That being said, this sets a terrible precedent. Now that they can use this for George Santos, they can use this for anybody. I mean, Bob Menendez, gold bars. You could talk about that example. Go straight down the list. This should be up to the voters and to the courts, not to a bunch of fellow congressmen to override the democratic will of the people. And that may not be a popular position right now, but I think it's important that somebody speak the truth, not just when it's easy, but when it's hard. So it'll be interesting to see. Do you think most of the comments agree with him, or are they more contrarian? Let's dive in the comment section and find out. Now, one of the very first comments comes from the right guy, and this says, quote, Tlaib, Omar, Mendez all have reasons to be removed, yet nothing happens, unquote. I got 1.4 thousand likes, which, well, yes, they're on the left side political aisle. Usually, not always, there's a lot less consequences for many of their actions, to be frank. Let's see here. I'm fancy, says, quote, if we expel all pathological liars from Congress, no one will be left. Wait, I have an idea, unquote. Got 1.4 thousand likes. Even Miles Chong says, quote, A smarter Congress would have said, quote, If Santos goes, so does, insert terrible Democrat here, unquote. Instead, they caved, unquote, getting 581 likes. Which, yes, that's what Republicans do. It's part of the reason I think that the NFA is still around. The National Firearms Act was passed in 1934, which makes it extremely prohibitive to buy things like short-barreled rifles, short-barreled shotguns, short even things like suppressors. You can still buy them, but there's a, a bunch of extra paperwork, a tax stamp, in addition to a sales tax. It's ridiculous. And Republicans, throughout my lifetime, they have instances where they've had that presidency, the House and the Senate. And yet, they couldn't repeal those anti-Second Amendment laws. Well, why? I think partially because there's a lot of rhinos, Republican in name only. Basically, they're just diet Democrats with different names or different letters by their voting. When you go to the vote, they have a different letter by them, but it really is a D. Which is why I always say you should always look into the voting patterns of the person you're voting for, not just because they have a D or an R next to their name when you're casting your ballot. Now, going back to the comic section, someone by the name of Ellie A says, quote, And why would Republicans expel him knowing he'd be replaced by a Democrat, unquote? I got 282 likes. And yes, that's a good, good point as well. Commander Phil Labonte says, quote, Santos has to go, but so far Mendez gets to stay. It's all a clown show, unquote, getting 672 likes. Someone by the name of Moderate to Severe says, quote, the character of Santos isn't what's in question. It's that the process they used to eliminate him can now be used with reckless abandon, unquote, getting 409 likes. James Giannetti says, quote, We are quickly becoming a, quote, guilty until proven innocent, unquote, society, unquote. Quote within a quote. Awkward as hell, but that's how it was written. I got 340 likes, and we're already there, unfortunately, especially for just individuals, just regular civilians. I mean, if you're accused of anything, you're guilty day one. You have to prove yourself innocent. It's unfortunately, well, depending on your political affiliation, it's all, that's become all too much of a reality these days. Someone by the name of Kicho says, quote, If being a liar and fraud were grounds of expulsion, nearly every member of the government should be expelled, unquote. 
Got 720 likes. Midwest Mom says, quote, which is enti the entire point to make an example of him, unquote. Getting 34 likes. Lou Prayer says, quote, Vivek, you're the man. Great position as always, unquote. Getting 67 likes. A lot of comments saying something to the effects of, you know, spot on, you're right. Good take, Vivek. Those are getting between 30 to 40 likes on the Twitter. And interesting enough, this is perhaps one of his most popular takes on an issue because I'm not seeing a lot of disagreement with, with Vivek's take on this. Usually there's at least, you know, 20% maybe people who are more contrarian. But yeah, this is perhaps one of Vivek's most popular takes, and it'll be interesting to see what the political implications is of the situation, and if the shoe is ever on the other foot. Now, going on to the business blunder of the day, you have Panera Bread being blamed yet again for another death from their caffeinated lemonade. Now, this comes to us thanks to NBC News, and specifically... It looks like a Florida man's family is claiming that Panera Bread's highly caffeinated charged lemonade is to blame for his death. This is according to a lawsuit that was filed earlier this week. The suit comes less than two months after Panera was hit with a separate lawsuit over a Ivy League student with a heart condition who died September 2022 after she drank a charged lemonade. Now, according to this new lawsuit, a 41-year-old Dennis Brown drank three charged lemonades, then suffered a fatal cardiac arrest. Brown, who had a unspecified chromo... Oh, I'm going to butcher this for sure. Well, not for sure. This 81... Maybe a 10% chance to get it right. I'll go ahead and I'll power through. It looks like he had an unspecified chromosomal deficiency disorder, a developmental delay, and a mild intellectual disability, which often would often stop at Panera after his shifts at the supermarket, the lawsuit said. So he had an unspecified chromosomal deficiency disorder, a developmental delay, and a mild intellectual disability. So I, well, let me see here. Let's chromo. I suspect it's a neurological disorder, not a heart condition disorder, in which he would be someone sensitive to caffeine. So it looks like chro. Uh, so correct, yeah. So that is a chromosomal abnormal abnormality that can be either numerical, or structural, and usually occur when there's cell division. All right, so is the first lawsuit had someone where they were sensitive to caffeine by their very nature. They had a heart condition. Now in this specific case, with the information I'm seeing right here, it seems as if he was mentally impaired. It'll be interesting to see. I'm trying to see on what grounds are they trying to sue the company? Because again, does does Panera Bread just need a giant warning label the size of Texas on all these signs and all of their menus so people will realize that Charged Lemonade has caffeine in it? The first person that the first lawsuit that came from this Charged Lemonade was someone who actually had a heart condition where they were sensitive to caffeine and yet they purchased the product. And their argument, or unfortunately, since the person passed away, their family arguments was that, well, this person really didn't know. It wasn't properly advertised. It's being caffeinated. So it is unfortunate 
to say the least that there are some people who have passed away from this particular instance. But it'll be interesting to see, like, do they really win the lawsuits in these cases? And what grounds are they, are they going to win these lawsuits? I mean, again, it's terrible news that obviously people pass, but also for Panera Bread, their brand is supposed to be healthy, you know, good for you, you know, convenient, you know, upper level fast food, some might argue. And yet they have these instances where now people are dying because they're ingesting their products. Let me know in the comments if you think this is, might be the next McDonald's lawsuit, where that was a famous lawsuit in and of itself where someone poured, they accidentally spilled coffee on the leg, but the company was found to be at fault because they made the coffee so much hotter than industry standards, they decided that the company was also at fault partially because of that. And it'll be interesting to see if this becomes one of those famous lawsuits. And at the end of the day, maybe they do just put a big warning label that says, hey, charged means caffeinated. Here's the amount of caffeine per serving. Here's what we recommend or, you know, talk to your doctor for how much you recommend in terms of your daily ingest of this product. But nevertheless, having multiple deaths related to one of your products. And again, we're not seeing a lot of pushback. A lot of, again, I know with lawsuits, you're, the good lawyers will tell you not to say anything. But to not hear, it just, from a consumer perspective, it doesn't look great for Panera not to say anything. And have all these health related issues with their products so i mean that is certainly i would have to say the business blunder of the day again thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of december so if you click that button i greatly appreciate it also leaving a comment is a great way to leave some feedback so i can know how to make the show better and better so you try to improve the production quality lastly and finally don't forget to take the time to tell your family tell your friends tell your co-workers heck tell your enemies tell anyone and everyone just stay safe and fight the good fight.